Welcome to Father-Son Entertainment Talk, a podcast where a father and his son come together to bring you their views on life in various forms of entertainment. It's time. Let's do this. We're back. This is Father-Son Entertainment Talk. My name is Ryan Campbell. My name is Matthew Campbell. Great to be back with you all here to talk about the last iteration of the Spider-Man trilogy, Spider-Man 3. Uh, Matthew and I will give you some commentary on the movie overall. We'll talk a little bit about some of the villains, because as I mentioned in our last podcast, this movie had actually three villains, which was really, really cool. Before we do that, I did want to just get into life and our faith. Matthew, why don't you share with our listeners what's going on in, in your life? Well, everything has been going fairly well in my life. I've been spending a lot of time in the Bible, a lot of time reading most specifically the Old Testament. I've been reading a lot about the prophets, and one prophet that stuck out to me a lot was Jeremiah. He was a prophet that prophesied to the southern kingdom of Judah towards like the end of its time, just a little while before its fall. And the people of Judah, they persecuted him so much, and they would torture him a lot because he gave them news that they didn't want to hear. And to me, just the fact that he still persisted and still did what God told him to do, to me, was very inspiring, and it also made me realize that if God um, wants us to do something, then he'll give us the strength to do it. That's right, and prophets and prophecies are some of my favorite parts of the Bible. Can you share with our listeners some of the prophecies Jeremiah threw out there? Well, his prophecies, I don't remember all of them specifically. I just remember a lot of them being hilarious because of the way that he insulted people that not in like a spiteful way, but in like a truthful way. He told the king of Judea that that he was going to get murdered and he was going to get like thrown out of his body was going to get thrown out of Jerusalem. And he told the people that the city was going to get conquered and the temple was going to get destroyed. And this just really made everybody mad. Yeah, I know some of Jeremiah's prophecies were related to the Messiah, one being that the Messiah would be a descendant of King David, another that he would appear sometime after Babylonian captivity, also that Babylon would come and rule Judah for 70 years. One of the things I just love about the prophets is they've really impacted my walk as a Christian and just my faith, knowing that there were prophets that were around a hundred years, in some cases a thousand or two thousand years prior to Jesus coming, and they they prophesied about Jesus's coming and what it would look like. And so very cool and very happy to hear that you're reading Jeremiah Mm Bob. Well, before we get into the movie review, I thought I'd share just with our listeners that we are fresh in our new studio. This is the first episode that we're recording in our new studio and really excited to be here and actually have a a space where Matthew and I can do our podcast. I also use it for my office as well, which is great. So love and life in the new studio. What do you think about it, Bob? It's very nice. I noticed a lot of pictures that my dad has framed, but I really like it. And I think it is a terrific place to perform podcasts and for my dad to do work. So I'm really happy that it's been built because it can be used for so many purposes. Yeah, I have a lot of old pictures like me and Matthew in Graham's and Pops's pool, me throwing him up when he was about, I don't know, maybe nine, 12 months old. Um, but I also have a very precious picture that is a song that Matthew just recently wrote for me or a poem. 
And uh, one day we'll have to read that on one of our podcasts, if, if you don't mind, Bob. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump in. Let's talk about Spider-Man 3. Again, the final installment of the trilogy that stars Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, and Curious, just in general, Bob, what did you think about this movie? Well, I thought that it was a great finisher for the Spider-Man trilogy. I felt that the ending was a little bit open-ended, but we're probably going to go over that um, towards the end of our podcast. But I thought that it was a great movie to wrap up the trilogy series. Spider-Man has been and probably always will be my favorite superhero. But all in all, I felt that this was a terrific ending. I love the movie plotline, and honestly, I... Can't wait to see what else we'll do after this, but this was a really, really good episode to kind of wrap up the trilogy series. Yeah, and we'll get into, like you said, Bob, the open-ended ending, uh, for lack of a better phrase. We'll also talk about how each of us felt about the three different movies, and we'll do a little compare and contrast. But I do have a few specific topics we can discuss right off the bat. And I want to start with Peter. So Peter goes through a number of transitions in this movie. He goes dark for a bit before he's able to shed the symbiote from himself. This leads to some up and downs with Mary Jane and him as well. What were your thoughts on just Peter overall, Bob? Well, I thought that Peter, he was definitely going through a lot. He made a lot of mistakes, but I felt like I could almost relate to that because I've struggled with guilt in my life. So this was a kind of a nice movie just to remind me that we're all human. We all make mistakes. But I would like to point out that the symbiote, I feel, has influenced a lot of Peter's emotions and bad choices. And I almost feel as though we should expand on the topic of symbiotes just for a, a minute. A symbiote is an alien creature kind of like a almost like a blob of slime that crashed down onto earth in a meteor and latched onto peter parker and influenced his emotions and it brought out all of the dark ones and kind of almost in a sense buried all of peter's like good side and it turned peter a little bit evil like not like full out bad but just a little bit evil like kind of having a very rude sassy attitude and this this was not a side of peter i really like i really liked to see <laughs> but it it was necessary for the movie but again peter definitely made a lot of mistakes but i felt as though he did turn out good in the end which is really all that mattered yeah and i agree on that front peter going dark and having the symbiote impact his whole personality and everything was a little difficult to watch but it was great to see him come back to himself towards the end of the movie. You know, I'd love to just talk about the villains because I think the symbiote ties directly to one of the villains. We had three villains in this movie. Very cool to have three main villains all playing a pretty large part throughout the entire movie. And all having slightly different personalities, which so was cool to see them all kind of clash in a sense. Just It's a lot more easy to compare them because of the difference in personalities and looks and powers and abilities. That's right. And I'll start with my favorite, who I just love the CGI elements that turned this individual into Sandman. Just the fact that he landed in the concrete basin and ended up turning into Sandman through the some scientific experiment. So just this whole scene was really cool, showing Sandman turning into Sandman. But then his backstory was really cool as well, just how he played a role in Uncle Ben's death way back in episode one, 
And then he also, you know, had a family. He made a couple mistakes and he was really just doing everything for his daughter who was really sick. You know, you definitely started to feel for Sandman as the movie progressed, but he does turn into Sandman and he does turn into a villain. And so there's that battle and balance between feeling for him and, you know, despising him in a way. So he was my favorite. How about yourself, Bob? I would like to just really quick just add one more thing about Sandman. The fact that he cannot be killed. It felt slightly unnecessary. And I know that he's made up fully of sand. And sand can't be destroyed. But I remember I was talking to you during the movie about, like, as Sandman's alter ego is being created into Sandman, he basically turned completely into sand, crumpled to the ground, and then you just see, and this is part of the CGI that you were talking about before, he slowly started forming into a into the shape of a human and was kind of trying to crawl out of the sand. And I will never get over the line that I said because it just it felt so appropriate for this scene. And I turned to you and I said, and God created man from the dust of the ground. Yep, very, very cool. And it did almost feel like he was being created from dust just how his body was forming out of the sand yeah all right back to you who is your favorite villain in this movie definitely venom i felt that all the villains were very good but venom was definitely my favorite and just give the quick backstory on venom we talked about the symbiote going to peter and then who it landed on next so peter started to realize that it was the symbiote that was impacting him so he went to a church steeple and there was a big bell there And he was trying to rip the symbiote off of him, literally having to rip it off him because when the symbiote latches onto somebody, it starts to bond to them. And that's why it was controlling Peter's emotions and personality. And once it starts bonding onto somebody, it's hard to unbond. So Peter is having to try to rip it off and he runs into the bell and the symbiote gets agitated by noise and by the vibrations of noise. So, considering that this was its weakness, it started to almost detach itself from Peter and slowly started kind of oozing down the tower on the steeple. And somebody was watching this whole scene from the bottom of the steeple. Peter was on top, and a man by the name of Eddie Brock, who hated Peter, was watching this whole scene of Peter ripping this symbiote off of him. And the symbiote latched onto Eddie Brock. This scene was probably the creepiest scene in Spider-Man because it started like latching on to Eddie and like getting inside his mouth and just getting all over him and, and it infected him more so than it did Peter. And that's how Venom uh, was created. But I like Venom because it combines this really creepy figure with Spider-Man's powers along with Eddie Brock's witty, funny personality And Eddie Brock, I quite liked even before he turned into Venom, again, just because of his personality. He was very witty, very good with words, and very good at convincing people. Mm -hmm. So this was, it was an interesting transition almost because his personality didn't change, but he almost went, he almost went crazy. So seeing him with these really cool powers and this horrifying looking mouth with these jagged teeth, it was he is a really cool villain, but again, it's his personality for me that sticks out. Yeah, and we talked about the fact that there's three villains in this movie. You and I talked just now about two of them. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background on who the third villain was? Green Goblin born anew. 
That was Norman Osborn's son. Harry Osborn found his dad's secret lab with all the Green Goblin suits and gliders. So we touched on this in the last podcast. So he found his dad's lab. He found the serum that his dad had created and he started using it on himself. And he had obviously found a way to use it much more effectively and not have him go as crazy as his dad had. So he wanted to use his dad's suit and the serum and all his dad's old gadgets to kill Peter Parker because he was upset because he still thought that Peter had killed his dad. And he had perfected some of his dad's uh, gliders and other weapons. So he was probably my second favorite. It's tight with him and Sandman because they're both pretty cool. But the Harry Osborn Green Goblin just had some cooler gadgets and had a cooler suit. Yeah, I liked Harry as well. And both you and I have talked about this afterwards that we felt Harry was a way better Green Goblin than Norman even was. Mm. And what was even better about Harry and him being Green Goblin is that he ends up coming to save and help Spider-Man in the end. he's on the brink of death. Yeah, and uh, there's a really heartfelt scene at the end that definitely brought some tears in my eyes, and I'm I'm sure did with you as well. It did. I was crying. We can't spend too much time there because I I can't get through another movie without talking about a couple of jump scares, uh, scares that literally had you jumping out of your seat on the couch next to me. Uh, One was when uh, right before the scene started where the police were chasing after uh, the Sandman before he becomes Sandman, there was a real quick flash of a German shepherd running through the woods and barking and baring his teeth. Yeah, that was one. And then the second one, which was a good one as well, and actually probably even a better one, was when Harry visits Mary Jane and grabs her by the neck and puts her up against the wall. Do you remember that scene? Yes. And there was a third one, and that one was the one that scared me the most. (laughs) And that was the fight between Peter and Harry against Sandman and Venom, where Sandman was mostly dealt with, and it was uh, they kind of switched from Harry versus Sandman to Peter versus Venom. And so Peter is trying to, like, look around for Venom, and trying to figure out where he is and all of a sudden Venom just like pops down right in front of Peter (laughs) gives a scary screech and shows his fangs and then yanks Peter up into the air and I just think you remember actually like jumping like two feet in the air (laughs) landing back in on the seat and just being terrified yeah very true that was another good jump scare so I know we want to wrap with comparing and contrasting the three different movies but before we go there You wanted to talk a little bit about the open-ended ending, for lack of a better phrase? Yeah. I felt as though this was important just because it didn't happen in any of the other films. In the first movie of Spider-Man, we got to see more of a ending than we did in 3, and in 2, we got to see much more of an ending than we did in 3. So, in 3... Harry dies, sadly, due to Venom goring Harry with his own glider. And this was another one of the... I got like a sense of deja vu. Yeah, it's true. So Peter goes to visit Mary Jane at a jazz club where she was singing because she had been rejected to sing at a theater. And so now she's trying to find a job where she can sing. 
and before this part way through the movie, she and Peter had broken up, and so Peter walks into the diner, finds her singing, and basically just takes her hand, and they start dancing, and then that's the end of the scene. I felt as though this was an interesting way to end the trilogy. I was a little bit disappointed, but in the same breath, I felt as though it was a little bit nice for them to, for it to be open-ended, because you could kind of almost make up the ending in your mind, so... For people with a good imagination, this was a nice ending, but for people who just want the creators to make the ending and set it up for you, this was probably not a, a very good ending for them, but I was kind of on the fence. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I think it was intentional to have this ending yeah. um, be very vague because they knew that this was the last of the Spider-Man trilogy. I tend to prefer less vague endings and much more concrete endings. I sometimes get frustrated when there's a vague ending and I have to spark my own creativity. I'm watching a movie for the creativity of whoever wrote and directed the movie. So by all means, wrap it up for me. But that's just me. That said, I wasn't totally upset with this ending because, you know, I think it's pretty clear that Peter and Mary Jane are likely going to get back together yeah, just the fact that they're dancing in the, the jazz club. All right, well, let's wrap things up with a quick comparison. Let's start with Matthew. What was your list in order of favorite to least favorite movies of the three? This is a very difficult decision. I'm not going to lie. Because, all again, Spider-Man is my favorite hero. And I liked all the movies for different reasons. I would probably, for my least favorite, probably one. My second favorite would probably be three because it was a good movie, but two was my favorite solely because of the terrific plotline and the great fight scenes and just a lot of transitions of Peter Parker just improving throughout the movie, just getting better and better. And I liked the ending a lot, so two was probably my favorite. But again, all the movies are really good and I was really impressed and I really enjoyed watching the trilogy with you. Yeah, same here. Really enjoyed it. And we agreed on our least favorite being one. That was definitely my least favorite. Little switch on my favorite was actually three. It was the three villains was just really cool, in my opinion. And I did like the transition of Peter going from dark back to light again. And Well, that's no surprise. <laughs> So um, that leaves two as my second favorite. And as we talked about in the last episode, I did like Doc Ock as a villain and just like the overall flow of that movie and the, the fight scenes as well. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode here today. Thank you all to our listeners. We really appreciate you tuning in. I just want to make sure that you have an opportunity to share your thoughts on our podcast, feel free to leave a message on any of your favorite listening platform. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have ideas on ways we can improve the podcast. Also, feel free to let us know if you have any movies you'd like for us to review and sit down and watch together. My name is Ryan Campbell. And my name is Matthew Campbell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>